0: Welcome back, lovely friends, to Courage is Calling. I had a little hiatus, a little podcast break for a few weeks, but I am buzzing to get back to chatting to you through these little pep talks. Um, there are a lot of things that I want to cover in the next few months around you know, making brave decisions and building a business as a woman and all of that good stuff. But I would really, really love to hear from you. So in the show notes and in the description of this episode, you will find a form that you can click through to where you can send me any topic or issue that you'd love to hear more about on Courage is Calling. It's anonymous, so you can ask me anything at all and know that I'm not going to know who it is that's asking. So if you have a burning question or a dilemma... To do with building courage or womanhood or being a business owner, then head over there and send them my way. Thank you. So today's episode is entitled The Trouble with Hustle Culture. And I'm going to say hustle culture a lot in this episode, just to warn you. And I might even mix up my words and call it hustle culture. So just be prepared for that. Okay, so what I thought I would do is Address this today because I have seen that this is something that has um, I'm becoming increasingly aware of in online kind of entrepreneurial spaces. So, this is hustle culture. Is this idea that our productivity is something that we can measure and give value to, right? Or the idea that if you work harder and faster and more, that somehow your value increases. It's a message that if we just keep pushing, push through the hard stuff, then, you know, you'll get to the other side and you'll find success. And we see these quotes on Instagram that encourage us to rise and grind. <laughs> <clears throat> or, you know, don't stop when you're tired. Stop when you're done. And I'm like, oh, smack in my head. I'm like, please don't do that. Um, so I want to talk about it today. And, the, you know, the reality is that the lessons on the dangers of hustle culture and buying into all of that and quotes like those are really only learned by burning out from it, right? Um, And these messages, which are often found in the entrepreneurial world, mostly that is dominated by masculine voices, the problem is it lacks so much nuance and so much context and so much real life grounding so we hear these sweeping and pressurized ideas of what it means to go after our dreams and they are swept over the lives of real people that have a huge spectrum of differing responsibilities in their lives of ability to access things in their lives of mental health needs of time constraints of financial obstacles, of physical abilities. And when we hold this culture up as the one that is the pinnacle and then fob all of that contextual stuff off as, oh, those are just excuses, then the damage is so real and it leaves people questioning their worth. It leaves them questioning the value of what they have to offer um, and their abilities, their competency, and it quashes their passion and their desires and their motivations. This hustle culture, it does have a temporary dopamine hit of motivation. So you kind of, you know, you feel that like, oh yeah, let's go for it. But it's actually, it's like, you know, it's it's dressed up, but it's not a sustainable way to work. And it's a toxic message to pedal. So today I want to talk through four ways That I can see hustle culture seeping into how we are expected to work today um, and why it's a troubling message, especially for those of us who run our own businesses, and what the alternative is, right? So the first thing I want to raise about hustle culture is the idea that if you are someone who's building a business, a community, or creating something to put out there and offer, then hustle culture makes you feel like you need to be always on and always available. And that's because hustle culture is actually not really interested in boundaries. <laughs> it talks a lot about how, you know, you can't miss any opportunity. You've got to seize the opportunities as they come, no matter what, and offer the very best, most responsive output to your clients, to your customers, to your community. And it generates this idea that human beings... Um, actually have this capacity to always be responsive. And we know that that's not true and it's dangerous and it's actually a really quick way to send your nervous system into high alert, which is super harmful to the state of our bodies. It's super harmful for our bodies to be in a state of high alert consistently because we're not bots, we're humans and we don't owe our Instagram followers or our inboxes quick responses and to think that we need to reply to every single question every response or request that comes our way lest we miss something is scarcity mentality dressed up as being attentive or good customer service Um, and this scarcity mentality is actually rife it's rife in hustle culture But it's often disguised as, you know, not letting opportunities go by. But behind this is the reality that often we believe that if we don't make ourselves available at all times, if we don't respond to every single DM or reply to every question from potential customers or clients, then they'll all go away and there'll be nothing left for us. And that's just simply not true. They may go elsewhere, but that doesn't mean that there's less for you. And I don't know about you, but I do want to build a business where my clients know and appreciate and respect my boundaries about my availability to respond to them. I want them to see me as a whole human with complex responsibilities outside of my work. And a lot of my own learning around this has been about trusting that my work stands up, that my work stands up even when I step away from it. Or take breaks from it, and it's about trusting that the value that I have to offer is not connected to how available I am to be all things to all people. So, I wonder what shifting around you might need to do in your head or in practice, maybe to reroute the idea that you shouldn't be expected to be on and available in your business all of the time. And the next message of hustle culture that I want to address is the practice that we see of people using guilt and shame to attract customers and clients. And this is if I was really fancy, I would have the TikTok uh song, oh no, no no. Oh no 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 no. I would have that here, but you've just got me singing. But basically no. <laughs> I have seen this so much in the online business world. The language that's put out through copy and sales pages and Instagram is all about focusing on the dissatisfaction and the pain and the struggle of the potential customer or client. And it's a technique that works, right? Like it actually does work for sure. I'm not saying it doesn't work. Um, But shame is never a sustainable motivator, And using tactics to rush people into buying from you or alluding that there's something wrong with them in order to sell your stuff is manipulative at best and ethically wrong at worst. And it isn't actually creating a culture of business that is based in honesty and integrity. And this kind of marketing just preys on people's vulnerabilities as a quick way to get conversions or close the sale. And again, it treats people like commodities to accumulate from. It's, again, scarcity-driven, not authenticity-driven. And how this is communicated comes in all these different forms, but it's usually packed up with some sort of urgent but often arbitrary time frame and arbitrary pricing. And it also plays on language that would have you believe that without this thing, you will be less You will be stuck or you will be left out. And what we need is more business owners communicating about their businesses from a place of trust and honesty, highlighting the value of what they do, speaking to what their product or service offers and allowing people to not be patronized, but give them space to make up their minds rather than hustling them into things uh, as a statement that connects to their struggle. That's gross. Let's not do that. The next thing I want to talk about is that hustle culture is absolutely all about assigning worth or value to our output. And that is, um, that's dangerous. It's really dangerous. So to preface this, I want to say, there is definitely something satisfying, right, about giving your best to a project or to an idea. So that's a great feeling, okay? Knowing that you've committed yourself to something, you've seen it through, and you're proud of your work and what you've created. But the thing with hustle culture looming around, the thing we have to be careful with is that we don't conflate working hard with hustling, Uh, Because in hustle culture, it's actually more about um, proving and showing that you're working hard, glorifying busyness, glorifying your output and your ability to grind more than it is about, you know, talking about the quality of your work, your dedication to doing a good job and preserving your capacity limits. You know, you see people posting on social media about how busy they are, how hard they're working, how flat out they are, you know, and often it feels like a humble brag to nod to how much work they're doing. Um, And it also just reinforces this idea that if you're not struggling, if you're not wrecked, you're probably not working hard enough. And we know that that's bullshit. And when we assign value to someone's ability to push their mental and physical capacity to the limits we're starting to bend into some really serious capitalist playbook territory that would really have us think that the only thing that matters is accumulation and productivity to increase the bottom line right and it just makes me so sad because we need to remember that humans are made for more than just working we're not made just to be little working bees we were made for community we were made to experience pleasure to enjoy rest to care for one another for curiosity for innovation not to grind away as some sort of weird badge of honor to the detriment of all of these amazing beautiful things and for those of us who have grown up with messages about our productivity being a measure of how good we are, it really does take a lot of unpicking. Um, and I think it's hard for our systems to go from being used to filling up empty space with stuff to do, for you know, for to go from always feeling like we need to improve or strive, um, and to go from all of that to relaxing into the margins of life or being at peace with our efforts in the different seasons of life. It's tough and it takes some practicing really to be able to slow things down, to be okay with not always doing, to be okay with setting limitations to our work days and what we do and what we take on. The hustle culture creates addictions to doing and it elevates it as the most important part of the human experience, the dominant part of the human experience. And the reality is that if we love what we do, and I hope that you do, I know I do, if we love what we do and we want to have energy to sustain it or even regenerate ourselves in our work, we have to practice knowing what is enough for us to take on and do so we can be fully present, fully attentive, and aligned within our work. And finally, another fallout of hustle culture is the idea that there is some sort of fast track path or some sort of quick hack for growth or success. And hustle culture will try to whisper to you that there are insider ways that you can access the next level and you can do it with speed. So I think it's important with that, that we break down exactly what it is this message wants us to hustle towards. Like, what are we hustling towards if that's what this message wants us to do? So what's the end game of hustle culture and its promise of success? So what does that mean? What is at the end of that? Is it loads of money? Is it thousands of followers? Maybe it's not even something that we've thought about, right? Maybe the end goal isn't something that feels very clear, but just we feel like we're on some sort of like slippery slope water park ride that we feel we should go down if we want to feel like what we're doing is worth something. You know, once I crack 10k followers, everyone will take me seriously. I got to figure out how you get to 10k followers so that I can really you know, be a serious business or really start making good money or really start promoting what I do properly. Or, you know, once I have sold out all the launches of this, you know, this product, I'll be known for what I do. Um, And we go looking for these hacks, right, to kind of get there. And these illusions of fast tracks to growth or success, however you want to define it, Are a fool's errand. They really are. And they're often laden with risky or unfounded business advice that have big promises but no real substance. And actually, if we're talking about fool's errands, the real fool's errand quality of these fast track hack type things is that it robs us of the joy and the pain of being a beginner, of being a learner of growing with your community or your customers or your clients, of, you know, trying things out on your own terms, of factoring in your own very nuanced life, of actually building steady foundations to your business or your work that feel honest and reflect what you want to build. And ultimately, we've forgotten that there's nothing to win here. You know, I think hustle culture promotes the idea that there's a winner, but let me tell you, no one is going to be crowned fastest business winner of all time, 2021. Like it's not even a thing. And it's not even that, you know, as you, you know, advance in your career or your business that the goalposts will keep moving. It's that the goalposts don't even exist The goalposts are a construct that keeps us feeling inadequate and competitive. So there's no hack to grow in your business. There's only you. There's only you and your aligned, trustworthy way of showing up for yourself, showing up for your work, doing your best and letting people know how they can connect with it. Ultimately, Hustle culture leads us down the path of always having to prove ourselves, to prove that we're good, to prove that we're hardworking, to prove that we're worth paying attention to. And I'll tell you this, hustle culture is a sneaky mofo. (laughs) It sneaks up on those of us who are ambitious and believe we have something to offer that's valuable. And then what it robs of us is the ability to be present and grateful for what we have because it will always insist there's more to gain. And so happiness becomes a threat to our sense of achievement because contentment has been sold to us by hustle culture as laziness. I'm going to say that again. What it robs of us is the ability to be present and grateful for what we have because it will always insist there's more to gain. And happiness becomes a threat to our sense of achievement because contentment has been sold to us by hustle culture as laziness or dropping the ball. So don't fall for it, my friends. Take the longer, take the steadier, take the more honest path. Do not give up on your ideas and your beautiful work. Honour it honor it by putting scaffolding around it that will hold it up, that will offer you spaciousness to stay creative and in your integrity. And know that I am absolutely right along with you trying to do the same. Thanks again for listening. Make sure if you haven't already that you subscribe to Courageous Calling on your favorite podcast platform give us a rate give us a little review if you're feeling fancy make sure to share this episode with a friend and you can always connect over with me over on instagram at mel wiggins or if you want to see how we can work together you can check out my website melwiggins.com until next time